everyone, welcome to the Bigger Insights Privacy and Security Podcast, where we'll help you live a more private and secure life. In this episode, we're going to talk about TrashPass, I mean LastPass, and why we think you should use one of our recommended alternatives if you are using LastPass or if you're considering using LastPass. Before we get started, just to provide you the proper context, you might want to listen to our previous episodes why you need a password manager, and why free and open source software matters. We actually started warning our clients about the dangers that LastPass poses all the way back in 2021, and we wrote an article about this as well on our website, biggerinsights.com, back in September of 2022. So consider checking out our website and consider becoming a client because we help our clients choose software and services that best meet their needs, and we will regularly warn them about companies like LastPass and, you know, some of the shady things that they're up to and some of the risks that they present to their users. So go to our website and fill out the short form at the bottom of the page if that sounds interesting to you. If you've never heard of LastPass, LastPass is one of, if not the most popular password manager out there. If you do a search for password managers or you look at, you know, review websites for password managers, you're probably going to see LastPass all over the place. And, you know, if you watch people's screen shares on YouTube and stuff like that, most of them are using LastPass. So it's, it's very popular. And the question is, is it really that good? And, and does it justify that popularity? And, you know, spoiler alert, we don't think that it is that good and we don't think that it justifies its popularity. So we're going to discuss some of the reasons why we think that and why we think that there are better alternatives out there. Let's start out on a positive note and give credit where credit's due. LastPass is a very feature-rich password manager. Um, it has pretty much everything that you could ask for or expect, at least when comparing to other password management options. It's got good multi-factor authentication options, including YubiKey, which it might, it might support other hardware keys as well. I'm not too sure about that, but you know, that's one thing that some password managers don't offer. It's pretty good about warning you if you have vulnerable passwords. So if you're reusing passwords or you have, you know, weak passwords, or if it finds them on the dark web or something like that, you know, that's, that's pretty useful, especially for the average person who doesn't really understand, you know, how passwords work and how easy they are to crack and things like that. It also has a good emergency access feature, which in our opinion is one of the few reasons to actually use a cloud-based password manager. Uh, there are workarounds for that if you're not using a cloud-based password manager like KeePass or something, but this feature is pretty helpful and I can see how you know, people would be interested in that. Uh, We also really like LastPass's random password generator. One of the things that's interesting about that that we don't see in a lot of other password managers is it has an option to weed out ambiguous characters. So like I's and, or like uppercase I's and lowercase L's and things like that, that if you need to read the password and type it in, it can be very difficult to tell. So that's interesting. And also we like the way that it shows passwords um, with color coding. So it, it'll color numbers and letters and special characters with different colors to help make them easier to read. Because like when you're looking at 
like an O versus a zero or something like that, having those different colors can really help you, you know, read your password better. Unfortunately, that's kind of where the pros end. And now we'll talk about, you know, the uglier side of LastPass. And that is that it's got a very troubled history. LastPass was purchased by LogMeIn, you know, a number of years ago at this point. And LogMeIn is now called GoTo, I believe. But one of the first things that they did after they bought it was they doubled the prices. And, you know, the price point was one of the selling points of LastPass back in the day. It used to be a dollar a month and other alternatives like Dashlane were about $2 a month or more. So they doubled the price. And the question is, did they double the value? Did they double the features or anything like that? No, it was, it was basically the same product. Now it just costs twice as much, which is, you know, really disappointing considering how simple password managers actually are. They just take some very basic inputs, encrypt them into a file, and then store them in their cloud. I mean, they're, they're really not that complicated. And, you know, unfortunately, this is very common in the software industry when a large player buys out a smaller one. We see this all the time. So, for example, Feces Book bought WhatsApp. And I've never used WhatsApp before, and I'm glad that I haven't. But from what I understand, WhatsApp was actually a pretty good and respected messenger until Feces Book bought it and basically turned it into a corporate surveillance engine. And there are many other examples like this in history. So the lesson here is when an app or service that you're using gets bought out by a big player like Feces Book or Google or Apple or Amazon or Microsoft or whomever, you should be very, very wary of that. Because when this happens, typically what they do is the prices go up, the quality goes down, the privacy goes down, the security goes down, you know, advertising, data collection, and whatever telemetry, those go up and they just, they just ruin the product because to them, this is just an asset on their balance sheet. They don't care about it. They don't care about you. It's just, it's just not a good situation. And perhaps most troubling is that LastPass has a very poor security track record, which is the last thing that you want from an application that you're relying on to secure some of your most sensitive data like your passwords. So I'm going to read a few passages from our blog post that we wrote about this in September 2022 on our website, biggerinsights.com. You can go there and search for LastPass and it should show up. And I'm going to bring this up because, you know, it's almost as if we had predicted the future because right after we wrote this, they had a very, very serious security incident later that year in, in 2022. So this is what we said. LastPass also has a spotty security track record, not something you want from a security service. Some consider this to be a non-issue because your data is encrypted locally. The idea here is that if LastPass itself gets hacked, your data should still be safe because it's encrypted at rest and only you have the key. However, we disagree. If LastPass is dropping the ball on security, this exposes users to supply chain attacks. If a hacker is able to gain access to their source code, for example, they could inject malware into LastPass clients that get pushed out to your device during the next update. 
Now, this specific attack isn't exactly what happened in 2022, but something very similar happened, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Just to help add a little bit more context to this, I'm just going to read just a list of the number of incidents that they've had that you can read about on Wikipedia. 2011, security incident. 2015, security breach. 2016, security incidents, plural. 2017, security incidents, plural. 2019, security incidents, plural. 2020, security incident. 2021, third-party trackers and security incident. 2022, customer data and partially encrypted vault theft. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like the track record of a company that I want storing my passwords. So in 2021, it was discovered that their Android app contained at least seven third-party trackers, including Google. Now, maybe that's changed since that was reported. I'm not really sure, but, you know, it's just completely unacceptable. When I use an app like a password manager, I don't want what I'm doing being reported to Google or any other third-party tracker. That should be between me and the password manager only. Now, regarding those trackers in the Android app, which I read on Wikipedia, one of the things that I found interesting that's not in Wikipedia is the iOS app has had trackers in them as well. Last time I opened up the LastPass app, which I believe was in 2022, it was connecting to firebaselogging-pa.googleapis.com, which is obviously owned by Google. And I'm sure they have some excuse for that, like, oh, this is just for debugging purposes or something like that. But what, what companies need to understand is that when you're getting your telemetry and your debugging and analytics from a third party like Google, you're causing a problem for your users because now your users' data is going to a third party. And I don't know about you, but I'm not okay with my data going to Google, especially if I'm not using Google products. So this is a major red flag to be aware of. If an app that you're using is embedding third-party trackers in them, you can bet that they're doing other things that you wouldn't agree with. And it, it's an admission that they don't care about you. They don't value you, which is especially disturbing when you're paying for the product like LastPass, which is not exactly cheap to begin with. So let's talk about this most recent security incident that they've had back in 2022 in which they got breached and customer data got stolen, which by the way is still unfolding and we believe there are going to be other security incidents in the future. Basically, one of their senior DevOps engineers got hacked. He was using a personal device for work, which you should never do by the way, and on that device, he was running a very outdated and very insecure version of Plex. And a vulnerability in Plex allowed someone to install a keylogger on this person's machine to grab his username and password. So that allowed somebody to get into their corporate vault, which contained keys and other sensitive information. Those keys were used to get into their storage accounts, which contained customer password vaults and other data. 
That data included URLs of the accounts that people were typing into LastPass, which for God knows reason were not being encrypted. I have yet to hear LastPass provide an explanation as to why they weren't encrypting people's URLs, which might not sound like a big deal to you, but you know, that's pretty sensitive information. You don't want a company like LastPass knowing every website that you have an account with because not only could they be doing something malicious with that information like selling it, but now whoever hacked them has that information as well. So LastPass customers should be very concerned about this because whoever took their vaults, even if they can't get into them, that person can still see where you have your accounts and they can see your email address that you used with LastPass and your name and your billing address. And they can use this information to, you know, send you phishing emails or text messages and you know, potentially look up what passwords you've used in the past that have been involved in other data breaches and try to use credential stuffing and other techniques to get into your accounts, even if they can't crack your LastPass vault. So this is a very big deal. This is a very big screw up on LastPass's part. And this is why you don't use a closed source password manager or any other application that you're relying on to protect your security. If LastPass was open source, like Bitwarden or KeePass are, for example, then we would have known all along that they weren't encrypting URLs, and we could have, you know, asked LastPass about this and demanded that they address this before it became an issue. We should also mention that some of LastPass's source code has also been stolen. We're hoping that that gets leaked so that we can see more details about what LastPass is doing or not doing that it should be doing. And this also gives the attacker the ability to see how LastPass's encryption is being done because that's closed source. And LastPass seems to brag about that like that's a good thing. They say our vaults are protected with proprietary encryption. Well, that's not a good thing. I mean, it's just one of the most generally accepted principles in security. You don't roll your own crypto. There's no reason to do that. We have off-the-shelf encryption standards that are peer-reviewed, highly secure, open source, and free. So when any company tells you that they're using proprietary encryption to protect your data, you know, that should be a real head-scratcher. You should be wondering why they're doing that because it's a very stupid thing to do. Another naughty thing that we've learned that they've been doing is using a lower number of password iterations for older users. So the number of iterations helps to secure your password. The more you use, the harder it is to crack. And over time, they've been increasing the number of iterations for newer users because, you know, standards have changed, but they never went back and upgraded the passwords for older users. So if you've been using LastPass for several years, you should be concerned because your vault is potentially more vulnerable than it is for other users. And even if, you know, the iterations aren't a problem and if you're using a decent password and whoever stole these can't crack your vault for now, just be aware that they have it in their possession. So they might be able to get into it later for a number of reasons. Maybe they've come across better hardware. I mean, just think about how many more password guesses today's GPUs can make as opposed to just a few years ago. 
you know, the risk there is that this hardware keeps getting better and better and better. Meanwhile, your vault is static. Another thing to keep in mind is that if you're one of the, you know, probably 90% of the population that reuses passwords, if you've used your master password in any other system, you should be worried about those other systems getting breached and potentially exposing your master password. So in other words, even if your vault is technically safe today, it might be vulnerable to being cracked in the future. All right, let's keep talking about the issues that we have with LastPass because this is the gift that keeps on giving. Most LastPass clients are closed source, and there's good reason for that because LastPass is hiding some pretty shady stuff, whether that be third-party trackers, poor security practices like not encrypting your URLs, and potentially data collection as well. I don't think a lot of people realize this, but LastPass collects location data, whereas other password managers like Bitwarden do not. And I'm sure that they have a good excuse for that. Like there are some security uses for having somebody's location, but do you really trust this company with your precise location data, especially all these other issues that they've had, and especially considering they have third-party trackers embedded in their clients and are sending your data to Google. So even if they are using your location data for security purposes, do you or should you trust them to use that only for security purposes and not to do something with it that you wouldn't agree with, like share or sell it to a third party like Google? Another thing that we really don't like are browser extensions. Now, we'll admit that they're very convenient, especially for filling forms, but they're risky. LastPass does have some desktop apps, as far as we can tell, but from what we've researched, a lot of people complained about them either not being stable or not having features that the browser extension had, and I've never actually seen anybody use the desktop app. I always see the browser extension, and Admittedly, Bitwarden and other password managers have browser extensions as well, but you don't have to use them and we don't recommend that you do use them. And the reason we don't like browser extensions is because they present privacy and security risks for users. On the security front, there's no shortage of known malware out there that target data stored in your browser. A lot of people store addresses and passwords and other information in their browser, so it's a very attractive target. Vulnerabilities in the browser itself could also present security issues if you're using a browser extension for your password manager. And as far as privacy is concerned, using browser extensions makes it easier for websites to fingerprint you. So this deserves its own episode which we'll get around to at some point, but when you visit a website, most websites collect a tremendous amount of information from your device and your browser, and they look at the uniqueness of that information to identify you individually. And one of those pieces of information are what extensions you have installed in your browser. So if you have the LastPass extension installed in your browser, that makes it easier for a website to identify you. Another thing that has really bothered me about LastPass for many years now is they encourage really risky behaviors. 
And this actually bothered me so much that I, I took a screenshot of this just in case if they remove some of this information from their website. But if you go to their website and you look at their screenshots and some of their marketing material, they really try to encourage people to store a lot of highly sensitive information in LastPass. So these are some of the things that I just saw last time I was on their website. Payment cards, bank accounts, driver's licenses, health insurance information, passport numbers, social security numbers. Now, last time I checked, society has kind of come to a consensus that you shouldn't put all of your eggs in one basket, but for whatever reason, LastPass doesn't think that that applies. Now, I don't know, maybe they think that this makes their service seem more useful than it actually is. I don't know, but we definitely don't recommend that you put any information anywhere that you don't absolutely need. I mean, first of all, who doesn't have their social security number memorized? And what are you going to do with your passport number in LastPass? I mean, if, if you need your passport, you need your passport. Just knowing the number is not usually very helpful anyway. And now that they've been hacked and customer vaults have been stolen, that information could potentially be compromised. So if you've been using LastPass and kind of following their marketing and being a good little user and typing in all this highly sensitive information, that information might now be in the hands of a hacker. And even if LastPass did not suffer from all of these other issues, at the end of the day, it is expensive. So I'll go over some of the pricing information that I dug up um, last September 2022. The first issue is that they basically gutted the free tier. They limited it to one device, which really irritated a lot of people. I think a lot of people left the service for that reason, and I bet now they're glad that they did. Bitwarden, on the other hand, does not have this limitation. If you're using the free version of Bitwarden, as far as I know, they don't limit the number of devices that you can use with your free account. The premium version is $3 a month, which keep in mind was a dollar a month not that long ago. So it's three times the price. I really don't think it's three times the product. And, you know, like I said earlier, password managers are actually quite simple. There's no reason that they should be charging $3 a month for this. And for context, Bitwarden's equivalent premium tier is only $10 per year. That's less than $1 a month. So it's less than what LastPass was like eight years ago. The family plan, which covers up to six users, is a little bit more compelling at $4 a month, but even Bitwarden is still cheaper than this at about $3.33 a month. So as far as we're concerned, at least comparing LastPass to Bitwarden, you're paying a lot more money for a less secure product, a less private product that's collecting more of your information. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a very good deal to me. And just for anybody who's wondering, we're not sponsored by Bitwarden in any way. We have no relationship with Bitwarden at the time of this recording. We just talk about it because we like their service and we think that it's a much better cloud-based password manager than LastPass is. All right, so now let's talk about the two password managers that we recommend at the present time. The first one is KeePass, K-E-E. 
P-A-S-S. We'll talk about KeePass in more detail in a future episode, but for now we'll just go over some basics and explain a few reasons why we like it better than LastPass. So KeePass is free and open source software. It's local only, meaning that it runs on your machine. It's not backed up to a cloud or anything like that. And the original KeePass application is a Windows only application. However, KeePass uses an open encrypted database format that's used by other clients. So there's KeePass XC, which we really like. There's KeePass DX, KeePass 2 Android, KeePassium, Strongbox, and other clients that read the KeePass format. So just keep that in mind when you hear people talk about KeePass, they might not be talking about the original KeePass application. They might be talking about another client that reads the KeePass database format. And you might not have heard of KeePass before, and there's a good reason for that. When you go to YouTube or, or Google or something like that, and you search for what's the best password manager or what's the best VPN or something like that, you typically don't get true answers to those questions. What you get are a list of applications and services that pay affiliate marketers a very high commission, which is why you'll typically see things like LastPass and NordVPN and these other applications that we don't like, but they're very popular because most content creators out there are pushing these applications to get those commissions. So you'll hardly hear a peep out of anybody about KeePass because creators aren't getting paid to shill it to you. So we'll talk about some pros and cons with KeePass because like anything else, it's not perfect and it's not necessarily right for everyone, which is why we also recommend Bitwarden. But the great thing about KeePass is it's free. It's completely free. There's no freemium model or anything like that. It's extremely private because it only runs locally on your system. There's no cloud involved unless that's how you want to back up your database file. And it's very secure depending on you know, how you use it, obviously, you're going to want to give it a strong master password. And depending on what client you're using, you might have tons of options for what encryption algorithm to use and what key derivation function to use. And some clients also support key files and um, security keys with challenge response. So it's a very secure, very private application that's very popular with IT and cybersecurity professionals. We use KeePass extensively, but there are some things that you might not like about it. First of all, the user is responsible for managing the KeePass database file. So if you're not good about managing and backing up your data and keeping track of different versions of your data, this might be something to keep in mind along those lines. Because KeePass is offline, there are some difficulties in doing things like syncing your database file between devices, sharing passwords with other people, and uh, you know implementing a feature like emergency access, which you see in LastPass and Bitwarden and some of these other cloud-based password managers. That is a, a downside of KeePass, but it's not necessarily insurmountable. You can use things like sync thing to sync your database file between your devices. And I think a lot of people don't really think this through, but you don't necessarily need to have 
one database file. You can have different KeePass database files for different purposes. So if you do need to share passwords with someone else, you can put those passwords in their own database file and then use something like SyncThing to share them between you. And another thing to keep in mind if you're considering using KeePass is what operating systems you're using and whether there's a client available or which client is right for you. That makes things a little bit more complicated. So like I said, the original KeePass client is Windows only. There's a very popular one on Linux called KeePass XC, which is what we primarily use. It's very good. And uh, I think that one is also cross-platform. So if you're trying to use Windows and Linux, possibly Mac as well, I can't remember, KeePass XC is probably a good choice. And then when you go to mobile, that's where things get a little bit more complicated. So on iOS, there are a couple of good clients. I've used Strongbox, which is very good. One of the things I like about Strongbox is it has YubiKey support. So if you have a YubiKey, um, I, th I think I tested it with a YubiKey with NFC. It does support that. The only downside to that is I'm pretty sure the pro version of Strongbox is like $45 or something, which we did pay for. Um, it's a little rich for my blood, but you know, it, it is a good option. And I think there's also one called KeePassium on iOS, which a lot of people like. We just haven't tested that one. And then on Android, there's KeePass DX and KeePass 2 Android. I've heard a lot of good things about those. We've only tested KeePass DX, and so far we like it. But that's just something to keep in mind. The client situation um, with KeePass, especially between workstation and mobile and different operating systems and stuff, is not it's not ideal. It's not as seamless as using something like LastPass or Bitwarden or something else like that. So now let's talk about Bitwarden in a little bit more detail. Bitwarden is also open source. It's got a freemium model. And their free tier is actually pretty good. Uh, it's more powerful than what LastPass has to offer. And their paid tiers are very reasonably priced and they're very powerful. I think that the paid tiers put them on par with the features that LastPass has to offer. But then again, you know, they are open source and they don't include third party trackers in their clients, as far as I can tell. So we think it's a much better option than, than at least LastPass. And by default, Bitwarden syncs with their cloud. That's where your database file gets backed up to. But they do have a self-host option if that's your thing. If you are going to use Bitwarden, we would recommend that you use the apps and not the browser extension for the reasons that we mentioned earlier when talking about LastPass. We would also recommend setting a very strong unique password. If they are storing your database in their cloud, they are also vulnerable to, you know, a hacker getting into their cloud and stealing your vault, just like what happened with LastPass. But the difference here is that Bitwarden is more transparent about what they're encrypting and how they're encrypting it. And as far as we can tell, they're doing a lot better job than LastPass was. So as long as you're using a really good, unique password, even if someone does get into their cloud and steal your vault, you should be safe. And as an added layer of protection, which these apply to any 
cloud-based password manager, by the way, this isn't specific to Bitwarden, but we would also recommend, I can't remember if you log in with either an email address or a username, but however they do it, we always recommend that you use a unique email address or username just in case somebody does get into their systems, they can't necessarily piece together who's behind, you know, what accounts or what database or something like that. So we typically recommend that our clients first consider whether they can make something like KeePass work. And if they can't, or they don't like it for whatever reason, like they don't, they don't want to manage the database file themselves or, you know, syncing and sharing is just too difficult or something like that, then a cloud-based password manager is probably right for you. And we think that Bitwarden is probably the best cloud-based password manager there is for most people. But if you are going to use Bitwarden or any other cloud-based password manager, there are still concerns that someone could breach their vault or hack one of their employees and get access to your vault database. And if they do, you better hope that you're using a very strong and secure password to prevent them from being able to crack it. And if you're having trouble deciding between the two, we think you should consider using both. We use both password managers for different purposes. So just as an example for you to think about, you could use KeePass for very personal, you know, high security items, notes, passwords, etc., and use Bitwarden for something like low priority passwords or something that you might need out on the go or for sharing credentials with, you know, friends, family, coworkers, employees, things like that. So you can use both. And especially considering, you know, KeePass is free, Bitwarden has a nice free tier, and even their paid tier is very reasonably priced, you really should consider using both. All right, so to start wrapping things up here, make sure you subscribe because we're working on another episode where we're gonna talk about lessons from the LastPass hack. And if you are a LastPass user, what you can do to protect yourself. And another thing that we wanna stress here is the importance of taking action. Stay on top of your security because no one else is going to do that for you. I mean, we help our clients out as much as we can, but we can only do so much. So for example, we helped a client uh, about a year ago transition from LastPass to Bitwarden. And when we left off from that meeting, we had helped her set up a Bitwarden account, showed her how to use it, and gave her some tips for moving her accounts over from LastPass to Bitwarden, and then instructed her to delete it. So we weren't going to just sit there and spend hours helping her do that unless she asked us to because we don't believe in racking up high fees for our client unless there's a very good reason for it. And after this hack in 2022, I asked her about this maybe a few weeks ago and she still hasn't deleted LastPass. And I, I gathered that she wasn't moving her accounts over like we instructed her to. So you know, I had to mention to her like, Hey, by the way, they got hacked. A hacker might very well have your password vault now. And now I'm concerned perhaps even more than she is that someone might crack into her vault and start breaching all of her other accounts. So make sure you stay on top of things. You might be like her and think like, well, I don't have the time to go through, you know, a hundred different accounts and move them over from one system to another. But Think about how that might compare to 
someone hacking into your LastPass vault and getting into your email accounts and your bank accounts and whatnot, trust me, that'll be a lot more painful for her to deal with than just simply moving her accounts from one password manager to another. And finally, consider becoming a Bigger Insights client. We help our clients live more private and secure lives by helping them navigate these kinds of issues. Like I said earlier, we started warning our clients about you know the dangers that LastPass posed back in, I believe, 2021. And for those that actually took our advice, they should be fine as long as LastPass actually deleted their account. So if that sounds interesting to you, go to our website, biggerinsights.com, and fill out the short form at the bottom to schedule your initial consultation. But otherwise, if you know anybody who's using LastPass, you might want to share this podcast with them to warn them of the dangers that they're dealing with and give them ideas for moving to a more secure and private password manager. All right, that's it. So make sure you subscribe because we're producing a lot more great content like this. Thanks for staying till the end and stay safe out there.